You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Now that I no longer have any eardrums. Yeah, right. I don't know why it's always so loud. (laughs) It's okay. Why is this not doing what it needs to do? It's doing like the little line. Is Is, is it actually recording though? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, okay. I don't know. Just a fair warning. Um, We got new neighbors and I think they must be like tap professional tap dancers or something. So if you hear any banging, uh, they're, they're just practicing their routine up there, you know. I had very loudly back in the day. <laughs> at all hours of the day. Oh, geez. Except our neighbors, not only were they loud up above us when we lived in an apartment, they also played the same um, Dead Mouse. Yeah, Dead Mouse. <laughs> Dead Mouse song I remember again oh, and again. God. And I don't know if it was just like they're practicing some kind of dance routine. Who knows? But just hearing that song again and again. I don't hate the song, but you hear any song over and over again, you're going to grow to hate it. You get PTSD from it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's pretty much it. Anytime you see Mickey Mouse or anyone wearing mouse like memorabilia, <laughs> John freaks out. <laughs> I just make the face like uh, Donald Sutherland at the end of um, the Body Snatchers. Uh, oh, inv- yeah. Or was it Invasion of the Body Snatchers? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a great meme. Every once in a while, you see that meme. Out on social media, it's like, oh, I feel like people should use that. Ah, social media. Social media. Yeah, you, you've been kind of off the social I've, media. How have you been I've, feeling? I've been off the grid. Honestly, I feel great. You I feel chose like, the right time to do it. <laughs> yep. I feel less informed in some ways. Yeah. Because a lot of the Twitter accounts I follow are just kind of small, you know, kind of reporting from the ground what's going on and stuff. So I miss a lot of that. But it's worth it for my mental health at the time being. It is right now. I think I'll be avoiding it for a little bit. Just, yeah, <laughs> just kid, for mental just, health. I, I didn't delete anything. I just took it off my phone, so I'm not checking it like constantly. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's definitely addicting. But now I'm checking just want Instagram. A constant stream of information. Yes, exactly. Let's try this uh, delicious cold brew we have here. Mm. Mm, yes. So what do we have today, Adam? Um, this was the Triangle Roasters. I didn't have much left, so I turned it into cold brew. Mmm. Mm. That is beautiful. It's good. That is, that tastes very, very good. It's amazing how different a coffee can taste when it's made. Normally, to the point where it's made as a cold brew. Right. Different notes, different profiles. Yes. And a lot of caffeine. Yes, and a lot of caffeine. This is very delicious. Hey, well, cheers to that. Cheers to that. And cheers to a fun little episode here on G4D. A.K.A. Grounds. For discussion it's adam and john back again caffeinated as usual one day behind on schedule that's okay it was halloween spooky spooky (laughs) what did you do for halloween uh let's see took my daughters out trick-or-treating just a little bit just a couple houses around the neighborhood okay okay you know what did everyone go as (laughs) my daughter was uh elena princess of avalor wow and my youngest, uh, 
she was a mermaid. I need. I Aww. always forget to do that, differentiating the two. It's like, I know I have two kids, but sometimes <laughs> I forget. Like, I got to call one the oldest and the youngest. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to That's, say? <laughs> Gosh. How about you guys? What did you all do? Um, we painted a pumpkin, which you can see over in the corner. We found little tiny pumpkins at Trader Joe's. So Holy cow. Yeah, and then we painted it blue and then put Cinderella wheels. And yeah, so it's a little carriage now. I'm going to have to take a picture of that for my daughter. She would love that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was fun. It was easy, too. Paint dries fairly fast, and you just kind of stab it in there, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah you guys are always do creative, fun things like that. Yeah, it was cute. We oh, had a... We just had an, mashing things together. Yeah, we had a not-so-scary Halloween party, because Carrie doesn't do scary movies, so... Oh, I get that. We watched The Little Vampire. <laughs> it was cute. I, I do like some scary movies, but honestly... Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't like jump scares. Never been a jump, fan of those, <sighs> ever. I, think, I feel like they're cheap. They are cheap. Sometimes they're, sometimes they're warranted. I think one of my favorites is in The Shining, when yes. uh, Skyman Carruthers is like in the hotel again, he's walking around, and it's just quiet, and all of a sudden... Yeah, jacks with yeah. Eggs. yeah, like that's good. But. Yeah, no, that that's effective. That's effective. Actually, there was something similar like that in the lighthouse when Willem Dafoe comes out with an axe. Oh yeah, as well. look at that parallels, so, parallels. in cinema. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, no, I I totally get that. I like Halloween to be fun. I watch a lot of cheesy. 1950s movies, you know, movies with Vincent Price and stuff like that ah. over this Halloween season. Those are the kind of Halloween movies I like. You ever watch, like, on YouTube when Vincent Price was on Sesame Street? <laughs> no, I never did. Oh, it's great. Kermit bites him because he's oh, a vampire. Oh, the Muppets. Yes, I have seen yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's great. I love that. It's he. Vincent Price was so great, man. Him, uh, Christopher Lee, and oh, Christopher Lee. P- Peter Cushing. Just three just outstanding gentlemen, just... Mm-hmm. Anything that they're in, I want to see it. I would say they are a league of extraordinary gentlemen. Yes. And speaking of league of extraordinary gentlemen, Sean Connery, R.I.P. R.I.P. And and I I know it's very easy to sit here and say like the word legend, but I mean when you play James Bond, father of Indiana Jones, Highlander, the guy in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, come on, best <laughs> movie of all time. <laughs> When you have a, pro- a prolific career like that, I feel like that word is deserved. Uh, for me, especially, like that's still probably if I had to say, and I typically don't like doing rankings of actors. I'll do rankings of movies. But if I had to choose the best James Bond, it's still Sean Connery for me. Yeah. Just watching those movies, they still hold up so well to this day. And he just fit the, uh, the role like a glove right from the get-go. I think Dr. No just gets better and better with each watch. <laughs> it's, you know, he, li- he lived a long life, 90 years old. Yeah, man. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. And just this guy, he had such an interesting career late in his career. He was doing movies like The Rock and The Untouchables, which he won an Oscar for. Just crazy. Absolutely crazy. His whole career in all the different places it went. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... You know, it's one of those kind of things where, you know, he lived a full life. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. Got to drive cool cars. But it's also hard Mm -hmm. to picture him, like, not being out there anymore. Like, watching a... Like, I ended up watching Last Crusade. And watching it was just kind of like, oh, it's Mm. tough to imagine him not being there. Yeah, it's hard. I'm going to feel that same way when Harrison Ford goes, too. Oh, God. That that I'm not looking forward to. Nope. I mean, Adam knows... 
But for those of you who are listening at home, like Harrison Ford, just, I don't know, just means so much to me. Like Harrison Ford getting turned tick, mixing and turned trick. My stickers guaranteed to satisfy. <laughs> gonna get a set of clubs of that time. Kind of some How did I know the backswing. you were going to start doing that? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, it, was, it was an eventful weekend. It really, really was. So I'm glad to be recording with you again, buddy. We got two album reviews this time around. Yeah, we got to jump right into it here. Yes, we do. We're going to talk about the Mountain Goats album, Getting Into Knives, Mm -hmm. and the Gorillas Song Machine Volume Uno. That's right. It is Volume Uno. Volume Uno. It seems like they're going to maybe make this a continuation, but we'll get to that when we do. Yes. Yeah. So we'll jump right off into the Mountain Goats. So I don't think we really need to give an introduction for this band. We've talked about them before. Yeah. We both like them. We I sure mean, do. The Mountain Goats, how could you not like them? I think they're just one of those, just just a smart band. They're, Mountain Goats are fun because they can take on multiple styles and like seem to do it effortlessly. Like when we saw them in Tampa, this guy... Oh, forgot his name but he was in like some kind of like metal band and he came on stage and did like a metal guitar solo and like fit in the song perfectly which is like oh that's awesome like you know they transition through so many styles and they're willing to experiment too which is what i like about them oh yeah completely agree with you now we're getting into knives this comes is this coming after the album that they did about so, Malgoths? yeah so that came out in 2017 and then short and two years later, they released uh, In the League with Dragons, which was kind of like Dungeons and Dragons right. themes. And then earlier in the year, um, Josh, John Darnell put out a solo album in similar to All Hail West Texas, where he recorded on the same beatbox tape. And that was called Songs for Pierre Chuvin. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one yet. but um, Okay, I thought there was another album or yeah. two in between. Uh, that that album. I don't think I listened to that one. I didn't listen one. to the solo one. I listened to Dragons. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite, but Goths was unbelievable. That was one of my favorites. Oh yeah, that was, that was fantastic. That was the album where they didn't have any guitars on it, right? Yeah, it was all like just like kind of like piano and bass and stuff. Yeah, it's. I think that's one of the things that I love the most about the Mountain Goats. <sighs> yeah, I understand why someone would say it's not really their thing, but it is totally my thing because, like I was saying, they're just a smart. Band. They they know how to arrange very well, and I'm glad they're using a lot more woodwind instruments in their songs because it just makes sense with like the storytelling and the jazzier elements to this album. Yeah, and I'll just kind of kick it right off here on my on, on my thoughts here. I think that this is probably their most approachable album yet. So if you're someone who hasn't heard the Mountain Goats, which I feel like you're missing out if you haven't, obviously, but. If you haven't, this is a great way to get introduced to them, I think. For sure. It's definitely one of their more folkier, kind of Neil Young-ish type albums. Yeah. With a lot of different instrumentation, piano ballads. Um, the first, like, three songs on the album kind of just go full swing into it. And I just really like the production. Like, they recorded at a special studio. I was looking at their Instagram. Um, but, yeah, it was... Oh, man, those first three tracks are just, like... I don't know. There's just something that immerses you in this album, and you're not quite sure, like what it's going to be and then you hear the sound it's like wow this sounds like like good like tom petty-ish kind of music you know yeah this album doesn't really have as much of a high concept as say maybe goths but i think that also works in its favor too because really this is an album that doesn't poke fun at but almost celebrates the mundane yeah it talks about like regular people who want more out of their life hence the title of the second track get famous and having these huge aspirations and just this general wish fulfillment to really become something better than you 
are in your day-to-day life. You know what? You're going to like this. I got spoon vibes from this album. Ooh. Yeah. Please explain. I don't know. Like, Get Famous kind of felt like the underdog a little bit with the horns and kind of like, ah, you know, that little line and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think about it until now. How did I not pick that up? Right. <laughs> the first thing I heard was like, this kind of reminds me of Spoon a little bit. Kind of like with the pianos and the horns and stuff in it. Not a bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah. And then the track after that, too, is also, again, about just more like simple, regular people stuff. Someone just eating half of a chicken sandwich. Is that picture of my dress? Can <laughs> yeah. I say my favorite line in that song? I wrote it down. Is Mr. Steven Tyler is on the speaker. He doesn't want to miss a thing. <laughs> yes. Like, a... I had to pause it. I cracked up so hard when I heard that. Well, and that's exactly why I was saying they're just such a smart band. They... they, they Oh, John Darnell is like a lyrical genius. Just he the way really he is. like he's an excellent storyteller, which transitions really well into this kind of music. Yeah, his his singing is so light and just kind of fluffy. It's almost like he's like barely singing at points. It's yeah, almost he, like he's just talking. It's like poetry, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you're right, he's very much a storyteller through and through. And I just love songs like that where it's just about, you know, average everyday people leading, you know not really particularly exciting lives. But like I said, it's not making fun of them. It's not looking down upon them. Yeah. It's almost saying like... It's like embrace those hobbies. Yes. You know, especially exactly. during this time when, you know, people are in quarantine. We're not doing a lot, you know. And talk about a great line. There was a line, I can't remember which track off the top. Well, actually I do now looking at the track list. On the song <laughs> Tidal Wave, he has a great uh, line where not every wave is a tidal wave. Just simple lines like that are just so effective. They're so profound, too. Yeah, I completely agree. And I do think like the latter half of the album kind of gets a little bit more, let's say... Mellow. Mellow, yes. More melancholy, I'd say. I don't think it's a bad thing. No, not at all. And I think probably the reason why the album's just so front-loaded is for streaming purposes. You know, most, most streaming platforms, the first three, four songs are the ones that are listened to the most on streaming platforms. So I get it. I don't think that hurts the album in any kind of way. I do think that like the latter half of the album definitely gives you a lot more to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think the getting into knives is just like, it's almost conversational. It's like the kind of conversation that you and I would have or with anybody else where, you know, Hey, how you doing? Oh, you know, doing good. Oh yeah. Oh, Hey, I didn't, I didn't tell you I'm getting into knives. Oh yeah. No big deal. <laughs> like it just, it's just so casual. Like right. That. And there's all sorts of different kind of knives too and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I've been kind of getting into knives on actually <laughs> just kind of researching. I actually bought like a, like a pretty, like a decent, like $60 knife off Amazon. It works fairly well. I like it. You know, it's, See, it's like finding go. the simple and the mundane and exploring your hobbies and interests. Now you touched upon the production. This is like, I love a lot of things about this album, but the instrumental aspect of this album is probably my favorite thing. Not only is there a good variety, like there's even like kind of like a heavier song at one point. I think it's as many candles as possible. That's got like a nice, like kind of like, kind of just like edginess to it. Yeah. It's got like a chugging. Yes. A good chugging sound to it. And I think that's like that variety there is really the secret weapon to this album. Cause you know, you're going to get you know, smartly crafted songs and really memorable lyrics, but just the instrumental aspect of this just constantly kept me coming back to it. I've really, really been enjoying this album. So I'll kind of just go right in my final thoughts here. So with Mountain Goats, I think if you've known them for quite some time, 
and I'm not going to consider myself an expert in any stretch of the imagination, but they're definitely one of those kind of bands that whenever they're putting out an album, I'm there. I have to be there. It's all, Yeah, it's always fun to hear what they're going to do next and where their sound is going to go. And I definitely noticed some parallels like with goths too, especially with like the pianos. Like they're kind of exploring more of that kind of style, which is like awesome. Yeah. So is it anything revolutionary from them? No, but these guys are so consistent that who cares? It's just so well done from a lyrical sense to an instrumental aspect. It's one of those kind of albums that just like goths, has a lot of replay value to it and just has very memorable moments to it. Yeah, I'm looking up now. It was recorded at Sam Phillips Recording in Memphis, Tennessee. So okay. if that's any indication of what this album kind of sounds like, and if you're into that kind of stuff, then definitely check this out. I yeah. think I'm going to give it a... What are our ratings again? We probably should remind our I, kind folks. We probably <laughs> yeah. should figure that out, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it has been a while. So I guess we'll kind of go from bottom to top. Yeah. All right, so trash it. Trash it is, is the, the lowest. Yeah, and and these are based on um that Daft Punk song like work it, make it, no it. Oh no, wait, Technologic, right? Yeah, Technologic, buy it, no. use it, break it, trash it. Funny that you say that. They're both kind of similar songs in that way. Yeah, right. So yeah, so we have trash it, which is the bottom. Yep. Leave it, which is maybe there's a song or two, but nah. Yeah. And then after that, stream it, which means... You know, mm, give it a listen on your favorite device. You yeah, know, whatever. And make your opinion from there. Yeah. Uh, download, download it means get this on digital. Yeah. Put some Own money it, behind it. Get it on vinyl or your preferred physical media. And our top, which is gotta have it. Gotta have it. Buy this make immediately. Make sure this is part of your collection. Exactly. So based on that, what are you going to give it? I would say give it and own it. I don't I'm know if right it's my favorite one, but I, th- I think it's definitely going to grow on me as as the time goes on. And I don't know, those first like four tracks are just perfect in my book. It introduces you to the album fairly well. And yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. I think it definitely gets an own it. It's like I said, I, I listened to it quite a few times and felt like I was getting something uh, great out of it every single time. Definitely. And I think that, you know, as far as Mountain Goats go, like I mentioned before, I think this is definitely one that you should check out if you haven't heard them before. It's very approachable. Maybe they'll maybe they'll disappoint some hardcore fans. I don't, I don't know. Think I that's think that's a bad the, thing at all. I think the hardcore fans will like it. I think they will too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I was very, very like just taken in by this album. So definitely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So our next group is the Gorillas with Song Machine, Season One, Strange Times. So kind of over the summer, Gorillaz had been dropping a bunch of random tracks with a lot of featured artists, Elton John, Robert Smith from The Cure, Peter Hook from Joy, Joy Division, New Order, and it was revealed that they're going to put all these songs on kind of like a compilation, and they called it Song Machine. So John, what did you think of the whole album, Song Machine? So Gorillaz are one of those kind of groups that when they first were around, I was really into them. Yep. I, the Demon Days and their first album I listened to a lot. Oh, yeah. I actually found out about them first, and I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there who have too, actually through Toonami hmm. uh, on Cartoon Network. They did a whole like night of showing their music videos like Rock the House and, of course, Clint Eastwood. Right. And the thing is about Gorillaz is that the front man is the former front man of Blur. Damon Auburn. And he's got like this kind of 
vibe that he's always had with gorillas and i think you get some of that even on this album too where hey everything is awful around me but you know what i'm gonna make the most of it type of thing or i'm just gonna ignore it and find some kind of happiness so those kind of themes i think are still prevalent on this i think too it's a lot of like you know there's a whole universe built in the gorillas album and every album has different featured artists, which is kind of the appeal. So you kind of have Damon doing his little thing, and then the featured artist kind of, you know, brings it in and kind of gives the song life. Yes. And Damon is very good at, like, arranging all the instruments to fit the people's voices. And I think what he did on this album was really, really well and fit every style of the singers that he was incorporating. Yeah, I think he still knows how to write a hook yep. from his days of doing Britpop. So I think that that's just one of those kind of things where that that he's, sensibility is never going to leave. Yeah, he's good at creating like a universe, which, you know, kind of Demon Days, Plastic Beach kind of has this like, you know, story behind it. Yeah, I, I guess for me, and maybe I'm getting kind of the sense that you maybe like this more than I do. I feel like this really just ultimately feels like a collection of singles as opposed to a cohesive album yeah and even with you know song machine i think that's kind of the whole the whole purpose of it is to kind of just throw things to a wall and kind of see what sticks i definitely yes. enjoyed this album a lot better than their previous one which was now now i would agree felt with that. very like scattered and not very cohesive you know but this one definitely was a little more cohesive and i like the songs i think better than the whole album it's also upsetting that you know, when I was, I ordered this, the vinyl and there's like a limited edition that has seven extra songs on it. Hmm. And that one was like $70, but the regular version was like $20. So like, I don't know. Gorilla's merch is always just kind of like weird. You get like some kind of booklet or something? No, it's just like a limited edition. Like, why am I going to spend $70 to get seven extra songs? I don't know. It didn't seem to make sense. Yeah. That's, that's just being greedy there. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of things I liked about this album, and it's one of those kind of albums where I was listening to, while I was listening to it, I was enjoying what I was hearing. Yeah. The, the problem is, is after I'm done listening to it, there wasn't really anything that was sticking with me too much. Mm. I think the Gorillas now, at, at this point, they their best and worst quality is that they're always good at coming up with a strange variety of songs and sometimes you never know what you're going to get that's kind of like one of the biggest like reasons why you like the band and one of the biggest appeals behind them it's just this was just kind of like i had like highs and lows with it yeah some some of the songs you know the the features were really good you know um i really like aries which is the one that has peter hook on it mm-hmm. and that kind of like is a perfect like that's his that's peter hook's bass tone like you know it when you first hear it you know um i really like the elton john song too it's called pink phantom there's a song early on the album called the valley of the pagans which with beck yep beck which honestly sounds like it could have came off of one of beck's albums uh, right in in, in Wero, whatever that title is called oh yeah there right. we go Sorry, I butchered that. (laughs) That was the first Beck album I bought. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah. Same here. But I I feel like most of these songs, intentionally, of course, sound like singles, but that's also probably why it doesn't necessarily work as an album for me because there's no real, like. It's just kind of a compilation of just random stuff. Yeah, there's no, like, shift in momentum. There's no point where you kind of let the music breathe, breathe at all. It's just kind of going one track to the next let's get to the chorus as quickly as possible i i I think 
sometimes too that there's some songs are just a little bit cheesy for me mm. got some of the trap elements in there it's very very like rap heavy later on and i feel like gorillas when they're at their best they know how to blend different styles together without just focusing on one more than the other mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know. Their first album too is very rap heavy, and you know this kind of gave me their first. Like I got, I got vibes of their first album from this one, kind of. You know. But I think what makes up for that is having a strong producer like Dan Automator behind them. True. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure who produced this one, but you know, with all the different styles and sounds, it's supposed to be all over the place. I think that's the whole purpose of this because it's called Song Machine rather uh, than you know. Oh, I completely agree. I just don't. I just don't think it works as an album. They work as individual songs. Yeah. And I just really wish that the individual songs themselves, like, I don't know, some of the choruses either just feel like they're not quite there yet. Then there's some instrumental aspects and I'm just kind of like, mm, like, it's more just, questionable. Yeah. It's just like when you, when you get into the more like trap elements, I, and, and this is kind of just one of my own misgivings with trap music. Sometimes it just kind of just feels like corny. To me, mm. like, I don't know. It, th- there's just something about it that just didn't work. So, that, I mean, that just, I guess we'll just chalk it up to just matter of preference there. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this album, kind of going back to my earlier point about the sense of like, oh, everything's falling around you. Like you're living in a, you know, dystopian. Strange times. So yeah. You're living <laughs> in strange times. Yeah. But hey, you know, we got to find happiness somewhere or I'm just going to ignore the strange this and try and live on my own path. Momentary Bliss is a track that's about... Is that the one with Sloth Tie? Yeah. Yeah. It's such an interesting song. It's almost like a modern day... Uh, was it Chumbawamba? I get knocked down. down. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it has a mixture of a like blur song with a 90s pub song. Yeah. Like, you could easily imagine like just a bunch of like... British people getting drunk in a pub, in, in yeah. a pub like singing along to this, but it's got kind of the same flow as the, as that song. Like, yeah, drinks a lot of drink, you know. Like, <laughs> I never thought of it like that. That's awesome. <laughs> like, it's it very much was reminiscent of that. But I think the other reason why that was probably the most memorable song to me was that it 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 was one of those kind of songs that showcases what gorillas can do best. Yeah, where one second it's just kind of like this melancholy song. Then out of nowhere, you get a rapper, and somehow it just kind of all gels together. Yep. That's what works on Clint Eastwood. That's what works on Feel Good Inc. And I think maybe that was just one of those songs that just was probably one of the more better developed songs. Yeah, I think that was one of the first ones that came out, actually. Yeah, and and I could see why, because it just feels like it's probably the most well thought out. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes with some of these appearances on here, like they're doing their own thing that they would normally do on any other album. Mm-hmm. But instead it doesn't fit into the, you know, gorillas. Yeah. Setting. I feel like we we'll probably jump in our final thoughts here. Um, you know, I think gorillas does really well when they kind of have a concept behind them. And as much as the singles on here are really good and songs are good. I just think overall, you know, I'm not sure if I like the whole sound machine vibe. Cause like, you know, I want some cohesiveness, but I'm also curious to see what they're going to do next with it. Like, obviously, this is called Strange Times, so, you know, these songs kind of focus on strange times, kind of, which I didn't really... I mean, I felt it, but, like, I don't know. That's a good point. I didn't I didn't really 
sense that either listening to it yeah i mean the first song is called strange times robert smith but i don't know i wish they kind of did more with that song too yeah you, i mean you got the guy right from the there. cure you know yeah. like really mm-hmm. just like push it but i don't know i definitely like this better than now now that one was pretty unremem- unrememberable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think i would give this you know for the hardcore gorillas fans you know i think it's definitely an own it or at least a download it I'm 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 gonna go with a download it. Yeah, I, I was on the fence about going with a stream it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a stream it only just because I, to your point, like we we've seen them do lesser quality albums like the now now, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's at that kind of level. Not I, at all. I, I think there are definitely some things to appreciate here. I just really think that the. Not maybe not even latter half, but maybe the last third of the album is really the weakest aspect of this album. Almost as if they knew, like, okay, our weakest songs really are towards the latter half of this album, so let's kind of just push them down there. And I'm curious what the collaboration process is like, you know? Yeah. Like if Damon goes, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Write something to this, or they're writing it together. Like I'm, I'm curious on how that goes. You know? Yeah. It's just that, like, when you bring on when you when you're when you're a guest on a gorillas album like let's look at probably one of the best examples del the funky homo sapien when he was on that first album he adapted a different persona and different kinds of lyrics and storytelling on those songs than he does on his other stuff he's the ghost that lives inside the drummer exactly (laughs) and we don't get any of that kind of stuff it's like oh here's this feature yeah rapping about the same thing that he or she would rap about on their own material. And I think too, you know, a big appeal to gorillas is kind of the universe they build. And this doesn't really add to the universe that they're kind of building like, you know, demon days or plastic beach. So we'll see what volume two does, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're getting like a, like a movie too. I read. No kidding. Yeah. Someone's going to make a movie for them. So. All right. Well, yeah, I guess maybe it's only a matter of time. Yeah, right. I mean, I've watched like the music videos, and you know, there's some lore behind it, but I'm, I don't, I don't want to pay two hundred dollars to get the comic book that explains it to me. So, <laughs> sorry, Damon. Maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm I'm glad we're on the same page because as I was going through it, I was just like, all right, I'm nodding my head along to this, but. It's just amazing that like something I enjoy while I'm listening to it, I completely forget about the second that it's off. Yeah, right. How does that happen? Ugh. I don't know. In one ear, out the other, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Well, you know, I'm, I may not be happy, but I got sunshine in the bag. <laughs> do, 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 do. I used to have, like, there was a, like a Flash website that had a drum set on it and like you could play the keyboard on it. And I remember like when I was like young i would like try to match the beat to clint eastwood because it was a pretty simple drum beat you know oh yeah so i would just be on the computer like your buddy dead mouse <laughs> yeah yeah right. yeah <laughs> uh yeah speaking of that i've been trying to like get back into making music and Ooh, <laughs> how's, that, how's that going <laughs> i just i here's the thing with me i am such a perfectionist mm-hmm. in, in, in a lot of things in life and making music is not a good thing to try and do when you're a perfectionist. Yeah. I think you just kind of got to follow your heart and, you know, just take the sounds as they come. And I mean, what kind of music are you trying to make? I guess that's the first question. Oh, well, th- th- this shouldn't 
surprise you whatsoever. I'm I'm just trying to make like IDM like in the same vein as okay. Boards of Canada. See, I feel like what you should do is instead of like pick like three instruments, right? Like get your drums, whatever keyboard you want, and then like a bass or guitar, and kind of like start from there and see if you can make something, and then add things to it. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of what the artists kind of do. They kind of put a beat together and they kind of go, okay, we could, let's throw this in there. You know? See, I'm like getting ahead of myself. I want to get so quick to that point. I know, I, I know. Like, <laughs> I don't even cover the basics, but yeah, maybe someday, someday, uh, maybe I'll put out music there again. I haven't made like music with people in a long time too. Mm-hmm. The days of being in a band have long since passed. <laughs> it's hard, man, especially with all the COVID stuff happening now. You know, it's hard for any musicians to do anything. I would still like to actually make music with you, buddy. Oh, I feel like I feel like all this time that we've known each other, and we've never made music together. Just kind of we jammed that one time. Yeah, right? yeah, and that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. We actually did a gorilla song when we were jamming out. Did we? What did we put? <laughs> we did uh, "Feel Good Ink." Oh, that's right. Okay. So. <laughs> do, 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 do. Doot. No, that's uh, that that's, that's oh, that's do 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 feel good do 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 But yeah, no, I I I I would really like to do that with you, buddy. I think that'd be fun. It would be. That would be a lot of fun. So before we kind of get out of here, because I know we got a couple minutes left, and great discussions, by the way. Really enjoyed. Talking. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Tasty, just like this cold brew. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost out, but that's okay. Me I'll too. be feeling the caffeine pretty soon here. Oh, God, I feel it so much. My eyes are just like, oh. <laughs> so there's been a ridiculous amount of music that's been coming out recently. Oh, my God. And Autexture put out another album plus. <laughs> that you like sync up with the first one oh, or something, yeah, right? Yeah, it's John crazy. and I tried doing that the other day and we couldn't get like the, the to line up right. Yeah. No, <laughs> it was just not happening. It was like, you remember the Flaming Lips album that came out and that did the same thing? Oh yeah, that's right. Fearless Freaks. Right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, they put out like four albums. You had to sync them up at the same time. How is anyone supposed to do that? Like, <laughs> But does it surprise you that they would do that? No, I mean, it's cool and like, you know, when you think about it, but like execution, like someone needs to make an app you know, it starts the, the thing at the same time or something. <laughs> and then, uh, one tricks point never put out a new album magic. One tricks point never. Uh, I've been listening to it. So just early re- reactions here. I've been really enjoying it. I, I was a little nervous after his previous album age of, which I didn't like as much, like mm. didn't hate it. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't find myself coming back to that as much as his other work. I've been really enjoying this one, so I'm excited for you to listen to it because you got it on vinyl, didn't you? It's not coming till December, but yes. Okay. We well, I think maybe we can rec- review that one soon. I think that'd be a fun discussion to do. Yeah. Actress also put out a new album too, Karma and Desire, which I've been playing quite a bit as well. So, and then I definitely would like, and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. So, I think we should definitely review Bruce Springsteen's latest album very soon. Oh yeah, we should do that. So. I, I need to kind of get more into, like, we, we've talked about this before. We both like Bruce Springsteen, but I don't think either of us are experts. So let's, without saying his name, hopefully we can convince. Reach a, out to a friend. Reach out to a friend who I think we both consider a Bruce Springsteen expert and have him on as a guest. That'd be good. So hint, hint, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, you know what I also want to talk about when it comes out too? Yes. Um, Soul. The uh, Disney movie that's coming oh, out. That's right. Yeah, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross are doing the score for it. Ah, so that's I'm, right. I'm very curious to see 
what they do for a Disney movie. Because when I think of jazz, I think of the front man of Nine Inch Nails. I mean, <laughs> well, he's yeah, got that I mean, one that one song that's got the sax in it. You wasn't know? that him playing it? The the Bad Witch. Yeah, great great EP. Really oh, liked that. That. <laughs> that was so much fun. I love the one she which she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. I can't away. remember. Ladies and gentlemen, the RR one. It's the the Roadhouse presents. The Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> She's gone away. Every, every time we talk about Twin Peaks, that's all I want to watch. Oh. It's just one of those kind of shows that I can go back to again and again. I think Dale Cooper's staring, staring at you beyond the coffee bar. Oh, yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> I got a little Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that Funko Pop. It's, it's perfect. Right. So, yeah, I think we've got no shortage of things to talk about pretty soon. So... We'll discuss, but I would love to hear too from the fans because honestly, a lot of music that we end up talking about definitely gets recommended by people and always try and highlight it. So if you have any recommendations, please, please, please let us know. Yeah. We would love to hear from you all and thank you for all your support. After coming back from on, on hiatus, we've been getting a lot of good feedback, a lot of great um, you know reviews from people. Yeah, just getting back in the swing of things, you know, figuring it out day by day. Yeah. And like we've been saying off mic, we definitely have some cool things in the works. So just really a matter of time. Of course, COVID, you know, just, yep. just ruined some things. But <laughs> hey, that, that's how it goes. So we'll have no shortage of great things along the way. And buddy, I think this was a really fun podcast. Definitely, man. Yeah, I'm not me. just saying that because the cold brew is really kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything you want to promote? Get the word out? Anything going on? No, I mean, like like I said, check out Waypoint Set. Uh, I know I mentioned the podcast last week, but please check him out. Good buddy, CJ there. Really enjoy his work. He's got a new episode that I got queued up that I got to check out. I'm really happy that he's back. Really had a fun time uh, being a guest on his podcast. I think we should have her, have him on our podcast at some point soon, too, as well. Definitely. He's, he's a really great guy. He's based out of Miami. Oh, cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, we, we, Ooh, did you tell him about Panther Coffee? You know what? I forgot to mention it to him. Ah, uh, you got to tell him so, about Panther. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Although although he did tell me, like, please don't judge me for drinking from a cure egg. And it's like, I won't judge. No, it's all good, man. No good. judgment. Although no. if he comes up here, we're going to show him some legit coffee places. That That's the goal. As long <laughs> as he cleans out the, you know, the cure egg every once in a while. Oh, yeah. After you told me what had happened... Like what happens in there? Gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to plug one thing really quick. Um, I am a part of the Young Professionals Board of Harbor House of Central Florida. It's a organization that helps uh, victims of domestic violence, and they are doing a silent auction next week, November 9th through the 13th, and you can learn more about harborhousefl.com. So check it out. There's some great handbags that are going to be on there, and... All the money goes directly to Harbor House to help people with domestic violence. So if you'd that's like great. to help with that, come support me. That's awesome. That, that's really great that you're doing that. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and it sounds like it's a great cause, and I hope it does well. And also, go vote. Yes. Please vote. I know you're sick and tired of hearing it, but uh, yes, just just vote, man. <laughs> There's some important stuff on the uh, ballot this year, especially with the amendments. Um, I know Split Oak Forest was um, almost got, like, turned into a highway mm -hmm. and that's on the ballot a lot of environmental stuff this year just just vote it was interesting it was kind of hard to find information about that like i found plenty of information about the other um uh, amendments right but not enough about the environmental stuff so yeah 
like Adam is saying, definitely do your research ahead of time. This is a very, very big year. Yep. I know people say that every year, but yeah, vote. <sighs> I know. It, it's it, it's bad we're at this point, but you know, there there's not much we can do but vote. That That's kind of the big kicker. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Completely agree. It's, it's our right as Americans. That's and I right. feel like it's one of those kind of things you have to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, if you don't, we'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but Hey, this is, this is a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to record again. Hopefully we can record again this week. Yeah. Sorry folks about the delay about coming out with an episode on Monday and so Sunday, but you know, we're still figuring it. I think Monday is probably a better day to post than Sunday. You think Monday? I don't know. Sunday or Monday. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, we're figuring it out. That's that. That's the fun of having a podcast is figuring it out as you go along. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All right, man. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. I'm on a cold brew. I think I might get a little bit more before I head out here. Ooh. But yeah, uh, let's let's figure out what we're going to discuss next week. Maybe we'll get a good recommendation. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> this has been a lot of fun, though. <laughs> Another episode of G4D, aka Ground for discussion. discussion. Bye. And make sure you go vote, please. Vote, vote, vote. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.